Hey there, friends. It's Alex from Forever Classic Games, and I just wanted to pop in and say hello. Welcome to your new week. It's February. We did this interview a while back with Cy of Vermilion Digital for their mech-building action game, Mass Builder, which is available on Early Access on Steam, which is pretty cool because this is the first time we've talked to anybody out of Thailand, and so our little international map of people we've talked to or interacted with has expanded once more into Thailand, and I just think that's really cool. Basically, they've got a game where you create your own mech, you pick your various parts, you choose your colors, you create your weapons, and how they function, and it's just really neat. It's in early access, so there's still a lot of upgrades that will be done over time, and even as I record this, I think they've got a patch coming out soon that kind of reworks some of the physical combat. But I think it's really fun, especially if you're into just, like, tinkering, and it's something that I really want to see succeed. And so my interest actually drove me to this game, and I just started, like, Googling and searching on YouTube coolest mech games out there, and a lot of people pointed to Mass Builder, and I thought that was interesting because it wasn't completed yet. It was an early access game. And so I searched him up on Twitter, we got in contact, and then we did this interview. And I think it's a really cool interview. So please enjoy. If you feel so inclined, go check out Vermilion Digital on Twitter. I'll have links to their Facebook and Discord as well in the show notes. And the game does have a free demo. So if you're like me and you're kind of in a mech mood, it's not a bad way to spend an evening. Speaking of mechs, we have been doing some various mech streams here and there throughout the week. The last one we did, I actually built a model on stream, and I plan to build a Gundam Barbados on stream at some point this week so please follow twitch.tv slash forever classic games and make sure to hit that notification bell so you know when we go live as always if you do want to interact with us via either email or twitter you can hit us up on twitter at forever x classic i have actually changed my twitter handle mine is ac mccumbers m-c-c-u-m-b-e-r-s and if you want to send us an email you can do so at the forever classic podcast at gmail.com and lastly we do have forever classic games.com which gathers all of this. So thank you so much for listening to our show. We've got a lot of things coming in the pipeline. The next interview and special that you can expect to hear is one that me, Joe, and Zach were a part of. We actually talked to Sean of Yacht Club Games about Shovel Knight, their future, and how they're more than likely going to be making a 3D platformer at some point. So please kick back, pour yourself your favorite drink, and enjoy this interview with Psy of Vermilion Digital. To the Forever Classic Podcast, the show that seeks enlightenment through video games, films, and other geek culture. I'm Alex McCumbers, and today we're diving deep into the mech building game Mass Builder. I have with me Cy, one of the lead developers and kind of the the media person whenever it comes to speaking about Mass Builder. So please introduce yourself, Cy. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Nantawat Tanakietkai. My nickname is Cy, and everyone calls me that. 
I'm the game designer and the managing director for Vermilion Digital. Perfect. So I guess we'll kind of start with how did Mass Builder really kind of get going? Because I know that the Kickstarter was super successful, and then I just kind of saw it recommended in a lot of lists when it comes to really cool mech games. Well, Mass Builder was like a passion project for us, and like it's. Well, let me say it's somewhat an emergency project for us and at the time of creation. You see, we, we here at Vermilion Digital are model kit enthusiasts and we live together in the office. So we eat, we sleep, we play, we work and everything we do together. And at the time, there were some financial problems while we were doing outsourcing work on game development. And we had an internal program that we used to make model kits and help us preview the colors that are going to be on our model kits. Well, it's basically just a color replacement tool, but it worked well for us. And as I said, we had some financial problem and our team leader told us like, look, we can't continue working for others and not for something we want to create. So let's try risking our lives just like a year or two to try and make something we want to, to create work. And so we pick up the tool and then branch it into like a game. We, let's say we slap a gameplay onto the tool so if anyone tries the game, they'll notice the like the customization tool is much more completed than our gameplay because Master used to be just that tool and no gameplay at all. I see, I see. So really, a lot of this started with your guys' passion of making the model kits. Yeah, we we have fun doing that, and so we wanted to make something that helps us create more model kits and customize. Gotta love customizing mechs. I know one of the more popular games here in the states as far as the mech genre goes is the armored core series are you guys fans of things like armored core yeah i i, I played it up until the like ps3 era because i didn't have a ps4 at the moment and i think it was a verdict day i think or oh, we i can't remember which one already but it's one of the greater games i tried i also like things like front mission that's uh, that's a great game for me but we don't see that series anymore no it hasn't been around i i'd like to ignore that newest one they put out <laughs> i i think i have front mission 4 that i started on playstation years ago i like picked it up for cheap or something i should revisit that i really like that series yeah it's a it's a great series we gotta get square enix on the phone and be like look <laughs> You're missing an opportunity here. We need some good mech games. So what is it about mech and the mecha genre that you all really connect to the most? Is it just the, the mechanics of the units themselves, or is it those storylines? I I think that uh, it's about the endless imagination and how ridiculous things can be for mechs. Like, you get you get one feeling from seeing a powerful person in a fantasy genre, but then here's a mech doing the most ridiculous things, and then there's something that explains it through made-up science. I was like, no, that's not a thing. But then they were able to make me believe in so many things, so many si kind of science. Like, okay, here's a particle that can do stuff. Here's a coding that can refract light and stuff like that. It's, it's class silly, but then it's serious at the same time. There is a definite air of seriousness, especially in series like the Universal Century Gundam series. Because even nowadays whenever you get into the more crazy things like time travel or splitting dimensions and stuff it still feels grounded somehow and i find that fascinating because i've been watching lots of gundam series that i have kind of missed out on over the years and it's been a really interesting process to like get back into that uh here in the next couple days me and a friend are gonna do some gunpla and then playing mass builder i'm just all about mechs right now oh nice yeah it's juicy it's hard to get into i know it because i was like 
it it was something that I didn't I didn't want to step in at the first place. And people keep telling me people at the office who who likes watching them keep telling me that you need to get into. It's kind of long and drawn out. It feels kind of like a soap opera at times. But man, there are a couple series in there that are just excellent. Like I I just started the Gundam Thunderbolt, and that is incredible. That first movie is really good. Uh, yeah, and that one with the jazz that plays and every ambient and everything, it's it's so cool. Yeah, uh, actually, one of the things I did the other day after watching Thunderbolt was turn off the music for Mass Builder and just put on the like jazz soundtracks of Thunderbolt. And it fits so well, and it was so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then there's the political aspect of the of of them stories as well. That I I felt like it was hard to get into at first, but well, after after a bit of watching them, it's it grew on me. Yeah, I kind of just dove into Universal Century and took it as it is, rather than try to figure it out. I did a lot of googling after Gundam Unicorn, though. I was very confused. <laughs> yep, me too. <laughs> So tell me a little bit about gaming culture and development in Thailand as a whole, because we recently had, well, I, I guess it's been a few months now, but a while back we had another indie. We had Vlad on the show, and he talked a lot about the development in Taipei in China. So I'm curious about what gaming culture kind of looks like in Thailand. Ah, this uh, it's a difficult one to answer, I think, because uh, the demographic players here are mostly like uh, mobile game players. And we don't have that much game development companies in Thailand, but we have a lot of publishers that are taking most of the market share itself. It's like back uh, 15 years ago, 10, 10, 15 years ago, while while you uh, Western market are still playing World of Warcraft and stuff like that, mm-hmm. we in Thailand, it's like we are our main hub for MMORPGs from like South Korea and China to come into the country through publishers and to rake in money itself. And we never grew out of that. It's like, there's a real scarce of developers here, and only a few would be able to create their own IP. So a lot of it kind of hinges on the mobile and the MMORPG market. That's fascinating. Yeah, and we just don't grow out of it. And our game development companies are still, uh, no, not still. We are, we are mainly working as an outsource hub. Right now, we have a lot of outsourcing company in Thailand that works on mobile games, arts, and online games as well for other countries because labor here is cheap. And well, I think in my opinion, game development in Thailand is still at its childhood. I I believe we do have the skills, but that like if what I know is correct, there's not even ten studios that are working on their own IP. Oh wow. And yeah, and our college just start providing game development courses just a few years ago. I think not more than not more than five, maybe maybe more, but still we don't have a great curriculum and Courses change every like four years itself, right? And the the guys we have the investors and people with money like they look too much into trends and then they force developers to follow the trends instead of creating something new and then they don't get enough return and they ditch the game development company and those people who are enthusiastic into the game development they just burn out. So really what you guys are doing with Mass Builder is kind of unique to Thailand then. Yeah, a lot of people come and talk with us like how how do you explain this thing? How how did you get money from investors and everything and we told them that we paid ourselves because no investors want to invest in a in a Steam game in a PC game. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a healthy scene here I think but that's what we're trying to prove that creating a our own IP or creating a game that we really like to make, that that thing can work. I think 
I think currently we have an unscheduled and inconsistent meetup of game developers that started last year. And I tend to visit those to try and talk to other developers who are still in the industry a lot, but they're still confused to how did we make a PC game. Right. And how many people are working on Mass, Devel- or Mass Builder currently? The core development team is uh, six people currently. Wow. We've got two programmers, two artists. That's a sound engineer, and I'm the game designer. Yeah, six people. That's crazy. Because it seems like such an ambitious project to me personally, because trying to code and figure out all the different animations and stuff for each of these pieces, I mean, I imagine a lot of it is based on those frames, but I am seeing subtle differences here and there. I think that we're able to do this because uh, the advantage of living in Thailand, it's really cheap. Oh, okay. And so we got an... We got like, uh, how do I call this? We got a building that has a place for everyone in the team to sleep. So, and we're together in this team about eight years already, I think. So it's like we learn about each other. And so we can work together at a very good and consistent rate. And there's, I think there's not much conflict after eight years already. So work flows smoothly and we know what, how to do things and who can do what and what. That's really cool. You did mention that earlier at the start of the chat that everybody is kind of working together in one place. And that's been going on for the last eight years. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we moved like two times, but we're uh, we're stuck together. Through thick and thin. Let's do it. That's awesome. So what would you say to players as kind of an elevator pitch to get them to try out Mass Builder? I mean, we have the demo on Steam, so anybody can download it. But what would you tell to those folks? Well, if you love either a mecha or Molo Kits and are looking for something to try out, Please give Mass Builder a try. We've even got a free demo, as, as mentioned, with most of the things unlocked out there on Steam. So you can even learn about the game system without paying a cent. Very cool. And I did take a look at the roadmap, and you guys seem to be doing updates almost weekly as far as like telling the community what's coming next. Yeah, we are, we're trying to keep the community updated. And we think that, well, we should sh- have something to show every week so people don't think that uh, these guys are ditching the project or these guys are not working. I think it's... It helps well our working culture and motivation that right next week we have we need to have something to show to our players. Very cool. I definitely look forward to some of the updates coming soon. I think that PvP multiplayer will be hard to balance, but it'll be really cool when it comes out. Yeah, that's that's what I'm afraid of as a game designer. So I I, I need to be the one balancing everything there. Yeah, the co-op though, that'll be really fun because I'm a huge fan of Monster Hunter and even games like Destiny too, I'll play with friends every now and again. But the cooperative element of Monster Hunter, I've always really enjoyed. And so I'm looking forward to co-op. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. But well, the only reason we're doing PvP first is because it's it's a promise we made to our backers back way back in during the Indiegogo campaign. Gotcha. Which is not successful. But you tripled on Kickstarter, so that's really cool. Yeah, I think it's our inexperience in doing things like this. So we've got a publisher to help right now. And yeah. they help us a lot in marketing and everything. Cool, yeah, that's a Sekai project. They've got a lot of like visual novels and really visual element games. Yeah, I, I talked to them one time and asked why did you guys decide to help our project. And then... The, the CEO, the owner, told us that he's secretly a mech fan and he was in a drought of not having any mech games or mech stories to look or read or watch. And so when he saw our project, he was like, 
yeah, I'm going to support these guys. That's awesome. I love it when just little things like connecting with somebody at a convention or something can lead to those those big acquisitions or partnerships. Yeah, and they've been helping us out in every possible way. Things like on, on the business side and marketing side, since we, we don't know any of that, yeah, the, it's it's their power. They set up Discord for us. They help us manage community. Very cool. I know I struggle with the business side of things myself. <laughs> I just kind of make things. That's all I do. Speaking of making things, what sort of things are, are your players kind of sharing with you in regards to either some really cool custom builds you've seen or like uh, some really great feedback or, you know, just whatever? Oh, it's like a lot. I I never knew there were so many people who would like to create their own mix like these. People would like write stories and then send me screenshots and to accommodate with their stories and then their imagination, their creation. I love all of them. There's like even some people who screenshot bash our game with characters from another. And then we have a dedicated build channel on game Discord itself. I have seen a lot of people emulating some Gundam models and stuff, and it's definitely really cool. Somebody had a campfire from War in the Pocket, and I'm like, oh boy, I need to make one of those. Yeah, we need to put a Shane explosives on that thing. <laughs> right double shotguns let's do it and then after that we also ha even have someone creating a tool to help others share save files and their creations to other people because we didn't have an import export function for them yet we didn't have time to create something yet and then there's this, this guy that hey if you allow me to mod or look into the memory he asked us really nicely to do it and we we're like <laughs> who are we to stop them that's cool. So now that share function is already in or is on the way? We, since this guy created it for us, we pinned it on our Discord and we like our players to use tools created by other players. So it's like, it helps us a lot in not having to allocate time to work on that function because our players are doing it for us. Right. But we, we, we also feel a bit bad that we didn't make this in the first place. That is really cool, because I love it in character creation systems for things like Soul Calibur, and even the like wrestling games too, there is that function of you can upload your character and people can share it around, and so that, that functionality definitely seems really cool to have. I'm glad that somebody just like threw it together one night, that sounds pretty typical of some players. <laughs> I've seen so many homebrews and hacks. I absolutely love the the emulation and retro hacking scene. It's like one of my favorite things to follow. There's so many cool folks. Ah, yeah, that's like it's like it's creating a new story, and I can always go back to playing emulated Game Boy Advance. I love the Game Boy Advance. It's one of my favorites. I'm so glad that people are like translating the uh, the Super Robot Wars games and some of the Fire Emblems because some of those just never made it stateside or even close to English language. So uh, I just have a great time playing through those every now and again. Yeah, like. Like, uh, I, I think Trials of Mana on the SNES wasn't also, wasn't also like, translated into English by the homebrew company. Yeah, we have an official version of that now, finally, from Square Enix on Switch and maybe PS4. But the fan communities have been doing it for a decade. It's great. Yeah, I really like to revisit that game. It's one of our favorites. Trials of Mana. I, I played the, the remake that they're doing at PAX a few months ago, and it looks pretty promising. I think it'll be better than their remake of uh, the other Mana game, Secret of Mana. So hopefully we'll we'll have something cool to play. Yeah. Speaking of these like epic crossover content that we have in something like uh, Super Robot Wars, do you think you guys could ever get some sort of crossover? 
if we do have the money and they allowed us to create something of the essence, sure, I'd really like to have some of those famous and popular and like of our dream to be associated with them. Yeah, sure. For now, just we need to just settle with the replicas of the characteristic. Like we have the drill head in our weapons and our players already made something that sometimes make us fear that we'll get sued. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be fine. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, we can just say that. Oh, it's our player's creation. We didn't we didn't encourage them to do this, but yeah, they're just doing them. <laughs> Inspired by. <laughs> Are there any plans for porting to I mean, you mentioned that making PC games in Thailand is kind of weird. Would you ever port to like Switch or PlayStation or anything? Sure. We 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 really want to port onto the Switch at first, but then our uh, Sekai told us to just they they wanted us to port it to the Switch, and then we after that we tried educating ourselves on how to port it onto the PlayStation Four and the Xbox. Right. And that's that's the whole reason why some of the controls or things in our game is weird. Because we created the game like since they want to accommodate a joystick and a Joy-Con. And, oh, it's, it's really difficult. There's not enough buttons on a joystick. Yeah, yeah, I definitely can see the, the troubles of trying to do some of the quicker motions, too, with a, with a controller pad. Right. It's like, it's like PC games. We have a mouse that can move the camera really fast. And then on the joystick, we need to have a button to turn left and turn right. It's really difficult, but I think we're we're doing it someday. But for now, we need to complete the game first up to a level that we can show it to the executives at each of these places and request a dev kit. That's the starting point. We don't have one yet. Right on. Yeah, it seems like the build that I've been playing the past week or so, it seems like things are on the up and up and things already feel pretty solid. Uh, I was having a great time just cruising through and dodging attacks and switching different weapons and stuff. I'm running around with a big sword, a Gatling gun, and a fully auto laser rifle that is pretty sick. So I've been having a great time with it personally. And yeah, you'll have a better time when the new patch come out and we rework all the close combat functions and you need to relearn the game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down with that. <laughs> I, I'm excited to watch this one grow. So aside from close combat, I mean, what sort of updates are you guys thinking of adding here shortly? Uh, let's see here. The upcoming patch, we are, we are reworking that. And then we, we are adding a new system where players can boost up their mass unit for a limited amount of time. Think the Transam system or, oh, the, okay. or the, the thing in Gundam Wing, things like that, where you make close up and then you move incredibly fast or you have like really strong attacks. Yeah, we're doing that to fulfill the mecha thing. That sounds awesome. And aside from that, I think we're adding a small part of localization into the game, but just a bit, because we've been asked by a lot of overseas players. Uh, we have a lot of Japanese players, and I think we know why. But there's also other on the Asian market, and as well as Europeans who want our game to be translated as well. So since Ekai is a, it's mainly a localization publisher where they take games and translate into English or mm -hmm. from Japan, they are helping us a lot with localization into various languages. But it's like we are piling work on them, so it will take some time to finish. I keep telling any of the smaller indie devs that I talk to, I'm like, if you can take the time to do some localization for the Asian markets and China specifically, it's probably going to be worth your efforts. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think so as well. I'm I'm very excited to see some of those markets open up as more tools are available and people are able to publish on more platforms. I'm just really excited to see what other parts of the world are developing because mostly I've only spent time with Japanese-made games or things that are made in the Western parts of the world. With some French, I mean, there's some games out there that are made by a lot of French studios. A Plague Tale recently was a very good French-made game. So I, I just love going to shows and stuff and seeing things that I wouldn't necessarily see otherwise, because especially on Steam and Xbox or whatever market you're on, it kind of caters to whatever localization you're in. So there's so many cool little projects that I like try to cherry pick every now and again. Yeah, I, I understand that. Talking about French games, I uh, in the past played like Dofus and Wakfu and tried watching the animation in French with English subtitles. And it's like, it's something that I would have never discovered if I'm not trying to look around. I think one of the things that I always tell myself internally is to always be curious about whatever it is I'm engaging with, whether it be something new at the office in my day job or trying to learn more about a particular subject. I've just always kind of been fascinated by everything. Same. Like that's everything new to read on Reddit every now and then. Yeah, there's always some great stories on Reddit. So I guess that really kind of closes out the questions that I had. I'm going to do a quick check here to make sure nobody gave us some listener questions, which I don't think we have. But uh, let's close up with just what are some things, either films, games, comics, whatever you're kind of into right now, like what are you interested in currently? Currently, I I just had time to finish some of the games that I bought over time because work has been piling and I haven't, been, <laughs> I haven't had time to finish some games. Like I just finished Borderlands 3. It's a really good game. And then there's a lot of backlogs of model kits that I need to start making them or they'll start piling up more and more. Very cool. Borderlands is something that I haven't got to play much of. I, I think I played the first one a little bit. My co-host on the show, Zach, loves Borderlands, so he'll be happy to hear that. That's really cool. And I've got two model kits to build come Wednesday. One from uh, Iron-Blooded Orphans and then one of the 30-minute model kits. Just some simple things, because all, all my stuff has always been on the smaller scale. I always try to make, like, a, a I think it's high-grade, the, like, lower end. And so I just kind of make them and play with them. <laughs> but the high-grades are really good because they're cheap and... I can try kit batching every now and then without 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 much fear of wasting money. Of course, yeah, that's my favorite part. I got these kits for I think fifteen dollars a piece, and I was tickled pink. Yeah, it's it's really it's really a cheap option. So my plan is to just kind of throw these together and then play some mass builder on stream if I get finished with them pretty quick. And then once I like get back into model kit making, I want to get the uh, the God Gundam, the Burning Gundam from the G Gundam series and really like go all in, make sure I sand everything nice and neat. I'm excited for that. I love that show. I know a lot of mech fans are like, yeah, I don't know about G Gundam, but I grew up on it and it's got some really cool designs. The It's quite silly on some of them, but it, it's a really fun show. Yeah. I think my favorite is War in the Pocket though. That is such a cool little mini series. And the main character's name is Alex. And when I was a kid, I like picked up that Gundam toy that had Alex across the shield. And that's how I convinced my mom to buy it for me. I'm like, look, it's got my name on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sai, it has been an absolute pleasure. If people wanted to get in touch with either Vermilion Digital or check out your website, like where on the internet can I send people? Just uh, send them through Twitter or our Facebook. I, I know Facebook isn't a big thing in the Western market, but it's a really large market here in the in Thailand and around here. Oh, but wow. yeah, vote, vote, vote is fine. And maybe I can send you the 
games Discord link. There's a lot of players in our Discord. Like, it's a community here. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, I would love to jump in and check out some of the custom mechs people are making, too. But cool. So we'll link them to the Discord, the Twitter, and the Facebook. And of course, if anybody listening does want to check out Mass Builder, this is a free-to-download demo on Steam. It's an early access, and it's not terribly expensive either. All right, well, Sai, I do thank you for hanging out with me today. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. It's uh, it's like it's always something I'm dreading, but it's always turned out to be fun talking to other people. I love it. It's one of my favorite things I do. I, I did a lot of this for various websites here and there, but now that I'm just kind of striking out on our own with me and Zach, it's been really cool. I just love talking to people and learning more about games. Yeah, thank you, Rose.